the only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense beyond the headline with Aldrin Sampia right here on SAFM it is 17 minutes now after three o'clock. We're in conversation next with Zanat Adam, who, Adam, who is a deputy executive director at the Afro Middle East Center. So former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan has been sentenced to 10 years in prison for leaking state secrets. Khan apparently made public content or made public contents of a secret cable sent by the country's ambassador in Washington to the government in Islamabad. However, though, um, Khan has rebuffed this, saying that the cable was proof of a conspiracy conspiracy by the Pakistani military and the U.S. government to topple his government in 2022. So following this latest development, what's next for him and his political future? Zinat Adam now joining us on the line. Zinat, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, Elton. Thank you for having me on. Can we just quickly take a, a few steps back? The motion of no confidence in Imran Khan, why was that successful? So that took place in 2022, and that was a coalition of some of the um, other political parties that came up against Tehrik Insaf, uh, the the political party that Imran Khan was leading at the time. Um, that had come as a result of him not towing the line with the uh, Pakistani military, who actually have a lot of clout in the in the government and in how things are run. Since then, what we've seen is um, a a whole number of trumped-up charges against him. Up until last year, there were in excess of 100 cases brought against Imran Khan. Now, that gives us an indication that this is very much a political wrangling, um, trying to get Tehrika himself off the voters' roll. They're coming up to um, an election just in a couple of, just in a week, over a week, on the 8th of uh, February. And um, what has happened is that his political party has been forced not to participate as a collective. And instead, they have independent candidates who originally were part of Tehrik and Saf who have put themselves forward. Um, he creates a formidable force in Pakistan with a lot of support from the grassroots level. And this is clearly... Um, a threat to the political elite uh, and the dynastic elite that have ruled Pakistan for such a long time. And that decision, for instance, to have the party's um, election symbol being removed, the cricket bat, and also forcing um, forcing the party to field independent candidates. Um, I don't know from an international community perspective, how do they perceive what's currently playing out in Pakistan? Also considering that this is his second um, conviction, I think in the past year as, 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 as well. And then on top of that, seeing what's happening with his political party. Well, certainly people see this as a deliberate attempt to keep him out of the political, uh, out of political life and that if he were to be given the opportunity to stand for election, certainly he would win and it would be a complete overall of the Pakistani system. Um, so he presents the most formidable threat to the Pakistani elite right now and they've been doing everything they can uh, over the last two years to try and uh, clip his wings. The, the court case um, that we've referred to now on uh, the cipher charge um, came up, as you mentioned, uh, he leaked that cable, uh, which gave an indication that the USA was complicit in trying to get him um, the, vote, the vote of no confidence to be successful against him. And he felt that this was an international conspiracy and it needed to be um, divulged. 
Now, we understand that a special court was established in the Raupundi jail. It was not done in an open court. It was done surreptitiously at night in quite a lot of haste. His lawyers were not allowed to represent him and his co-accused, which was the former foreign minister. Um, and that's how the sentence came. Apparently, there was talk ahead of that that they would even be seeking the death penalty for him. Uh, so from my understanding, his lawyers are saying that they want to go back to the high court, uh, seeing as the high court had previously ruled that any cases against Imran Khan must be in an open trial with the media present and uh, public uh, um, hold, holding of the hearing. Uh, so they're going to be appealing to the high court hoping that this um, will be overturned and that they will be able to have a much more fair trial. So, so, so as it stands now, he's out of the race for the February 8 elections. Yes, that's correct. He's unable to uh, present as a candidate and his organization uh, or his political organization, Tehrik Ainshaf, have also been taken off. Um, rallies have been banned against him, so they've held their rallies online. Uh, there's been a crackdown on his followers um, since last year, August, when he was imprisoned. Uh, several of the Tehrik Ainshaf um, members were also imprisoned. They were allegedly tortured um, and many of them uh, then relinquished their membership uh, to the party. So it has been a huge conspiracy, a travesty of justice, um, and uh, really an implication and an indictment uh, on anything that leads to democracy in Pakistan. Yeah. Um, in conclusion, the cipher, the cipher case and the documents, do they indicate who is actually behind the plot that has been alleged by Imran Khan? to topple his government? And is it his interpretation that the motion of no confidence that was successful was actually a coup? He do, he certainly does hold the belief that it was a coup and that it was supported by the United States. The cipher that he had uh, divulged um, was a communication from uh, the Pakistani embassy in Washington to his foreign ministry indicating that senior members of the USA administration uh, had been um, cooperating and colluding with uh, Pakistani leadership who have since taken over in his place and that there was a conspiracy to have him removed as the prime minister at the time. And uh, final one again, um, getting into the elections of um, February the 8th, will it be perceived as legitimate? The outcomes, would it be perceived as credible? Can the Electoral Commission ensure that the credibility of the elections is not influenced by the politics that's playing out? Or are the two unfortunately linked? If this was to be a free and fair election, then Tehrika himself would certainly take the lead. But we're, what we're witnessing is that there is already election tampering way ahead of the actual day of voting. And so it is unlikely that this is going to be a free and fair election. It's going to definitely have um, a lot of uh, interference. Um, but it remains to be seen how fair the Pakistani Electoral Commission will be in declaring whether that is free and fair and in declaring who the winner of that election would be. Thank you so much for your time. That is Zanat Adam, who is a Deputy Executive Director at the Afro-Middle East Centre.